Hello and welcome to the All That Jazz podcast. I'm Jazz Jervis, your host, founder of The Calm Compound, coach, wife, mum, and absolute advocate for living a high vibe and abundant life. This podcast is designed to give you the tools, the tips, the habits, the knowledge, and the lols to get you taking inspired action to living your life by design. One that sees you achieving, manifesting, aligning, and cultivating everything it is that you want without having to sacrifice the good stuff. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the All That Jazz podcast. So today I'm bringing you an episode that's short and sweet, and I want to chat to you about passion. So I haven't really prepared too much for this one. I just felt really called to record a short podcast on this topic because I feel like it's a question that I get a lot, both in uh, my membership, The Calm Society, which, by the way, is open until 8 p.m. tonight, the 28th of July. We only open every few months. So please come and send me a DM on Instagram at The Calm Compound. If you are listening to this and you are interested in learning more about my membership, which supports women to step into their power, really, really create a magnificent spiritual practice and really align their lives so they can find their passion and feel like they are waking up on purpose and energized every single day. And I get so many questions in there and also just on my socials in general about, you know, how did you find your passion, Jazz? You know, did you just stumble across it? How did it, you know, how did it all happen for you and how can I find mine? And I think it's a similar sort of question to finding your purpose, which if you've listened to me before, you'll know that I get um, kind of frustrated with that whole topic because like I can feel purpose in you know, how I engage with someone at the coffee shop. You know, I can find purpose in how I engage with my family. I can find purpose in so many different things. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be attached to an income producing purpose. You know, yes, it just so happens that I find a lot of purpose through my work and my career, but that doesn't need to be the case for everyone. And nor should it be. Like I think that it's unreasonable to think that uh, that is going to be the case for everyone. So when it comes to finding your purpose, I am very much a firm believer that by following your breadcrumbs, which is something that, that I'm going to chat about today and, and really pursuing the things that you love to do, that you can feel on purpose every day, whether that is attached to something that's income producing or not. So when it comes to finding you know, your passion, this, this may be your purpose, but it could just be about feeling passionate and excited every day. It doesn't need to be one thing that these uh, tips, these uh, six tips that I'm going to give you today lead you towards. These six tips might just help you to feel more on purpose and more energized every day. And that's a really great thing. It doesn't need to lead you to this one magnificent passion or purpose. You know, these are just six tips that I really followed um, a lot. And it just so happened that it did really lead me to finding my calling from a career perspective as well. So tip number one is to know your values. Your passion and feeling passionate and excited and energized every day, you know, we need to be in alignment with our values or it's kind of hard to feel that way. You're not going to feel 
comfortable about something and about what you were doing day in, day out if it goes against what you stand for. So I really invite you to take some time to make a list of your values. And when you sit down to write it out, it may feel like hard, I guess, hard to get there but you will have more values than you think. So a couple of different ways that you can do this. So when I first was having a think about my values, uh, I reflected on the things that I didn't like in other people or in other situations. So I didn't like when people lied. I didn't like it when people were inauthentic. I didn't like it when people were rude, things like that. And so some of the values that are the reverse of that could be kindness, authenticity, things like that. Another way that you can identify your values, if you are inside the Calm Society, we have one of the most watched and most popular masterclasses in there with Rosie Nerney. She is a beautiful friend of mine. She is also a doTERRA leader. She's an entrepreneur. She's the host of the Ruby Slipper Women podcast, and she does the most magnificent uh, Finding Your Values workshop where she uses uh, Brene Brown's PDF. So you can actually Google and I'll link it to uh, link it in the show notes, uh, Brene Brown uh, values PDF. And a really beautiful PDF will come up of lots of different values, you know, words that you're like, oh yeah, that really resonates with me. And you can work through that and circle all of the things that as you read over really resonate with you. And as you go through that list, you can try and narrow it down to five and then to two if possible. And the way you, you sort of go about that process is, you know, say that you are looking at um, loyalty and accountability or um, loyalty and legacy or something like that, you know, and it, you're choosing between which one, you know, you resonate most with, then you may sort of make the decision, well, I don't really feel like I can, you know, create the legacy that I want to create if I'm not loyal to other people and if other people aren't loyal to me. So I'm going to keep legacy, you know, so you can narrow it down to just two values. So there's two ways that I think it's really important to, to you know, uh, two ways that you can find your values. We also do family values. So, you know, Tom and I sort of sat down uh, a couple of years ago and re we re revisit them pretty often and we sort of came up with our own family statement um, and we wrote down all the things that we valued, you know, kindness, honesty, loyalty, authenticity, lots of different things and, and then came up with something that was really true to us and we actually don't have it stuck up in our, in our house right now but when we were living in Melbourne we did and that was really important to us because it's a way that we can also make decisions you know, um, and and come to an agreement on things that perhaps we aren't currently in agreement on, you know, because at the end of the day, we decided on those values and we make decisions based on that, you know, because we're not going to feel comfortable about something if it goes against what we stand for. So the second tip I wanted to give you in relation to feeling more on purpose and passionate every single day is something that I learned from Lane Beachley, actually. I went to the Nurture Her retreat in Fiji last year, and she was a keynote speaker. And one of the things that she said that has stuck with me since then is, if it isn't a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And that just really hit me in all the feels. And I really started to reflect on the fact that that's something that I really have implemented, particularly over the last three to four years of my life. I really sort of got to a point where I made a promise to myself to say yes to every little call from my intuition, from my soul, regardless of 
how much or how little logical sense it made. And I made that decision to not turn my back on me. And that has led me to so much magic, so much magic, you know, like moving, you know, when we moved from Melbourne, we moved right as COVID hit. We had no intentional reason to move apart from the fact that we wanted to see change. And we literally got confirmation of our house on a Wednesday. The removalists came on a Thursday and we were here on the Friday. Like that made to, to other people looking in and watching, they were just like, that just does not make any logical sense right now. But to me, that that was the calling and that was my intuition that was calling me to go and do something. It was a huge fuck yes for me, even though it didn't really make logical sense to people around me. And so within sort of six months of me sort of making this promise to me, my life really was pretty unrecognizable. You know, I felt supported because I was supporting myself, you know, and my inner being and my soul was really happy because I was acting on all of its callings and all of the intuitive hits that I was getting, right? And that meant that my foundations became really strong because I was fueling myself from within rather than something that's external to me. And, you know, through all of this and and the the just making the call of how something feels right out of the gates. It, does this feel like a fuck yes or does this not feel like that? And for me then it's a it's a fuck no. And look, you know, we can say to the cows come home, yeah, but you know, I am emotionally undefined in human design and all these things. And I get it. Like if you, this doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. I'm just giving you a couple of um, six tips to be exact uh, for things that have worked for myself and also for all of my clients to feel more energized and more passionate and excited every single day. So write a list of the things that fill you up, you know, when it comes to deciding whether things feel like a fuck yes or otherwise a fuck no, what are the things that fill you up? What are the things that you like doing? And pick one thing off that list that you can commit to giving yourself today, right? Today. Don't make any excuses, just do it. Okay, step three. What did you do as a kid? What did you like doing as a kid? You know, how could you, you know, get lost on a weekend, you know, just for hours on end? Was it drawing? Was it painting? Was it watching movies or going for walks? Or what was it? Reading a book, maybe. You know, your passion may not be dramatically different from things that you enjoyed doing when you grew up. So what are some of the things that you wanted to do when you were a child? If you don't remember, ask your parents, ask family, friends, things like that. And then think about maybe even just a few years ago and make a list of those things too. And while you do, just jot down some notes to these three questions. When you were a child, what did you dream about? Secondly, what did you want to become? Like, when I grow up, I want to be this. And what did you want to become and also experience too? What did you want to experience? And then thirdly, I want you to ask yourself, why hasn't that happened? Why didn't you follow through? Really, really powerful questions to get you thinking about stuff that actually really is important to you that you just haven't got around to doing, or you had kids, or now you're too busy, you know, because if not now, when, right? Uh, Number four is your intuition. Really, really learning to create a relationship with that. This is, I've said this before, I'm not going to go into it, but it's not something that some people are born with and other people aren't born with, okay? We all 
have intuition. We all can walk into a room and feel the energy like someone has just been talking about you. Like that is you reading other people's aura. That's your intuition telling you that. And they're really, and I don't know if this resonates with you as well, but I really feel like there's a shift happening right now where anything that is inauthentic is just falling away. The things in our lives that don't serve us are falling away, crumbling, relationships, social structures, jobs, people, you know, economies, politicians, anything that is built on shaky ground is really sort of starting to fall away, right? And this is a good thing, in my opinion. This is a great thing because this is really giving us permission to come home to who we truly are and who we came here to be. And we are so much more likely to be able to listen to our intuition and notice those intuitive hits if that's that's the place that we are coming from, okay? So one thing that you can do is just sit comfortably. You might be listening to this while on the go, while driving, walking. So you can come back to this part of the podcast episode, maybe just take a quick screenshot uh, of, you know, how many minutes in. And I want you to sit comfortably and just put your hand on your heart and close your eyes and then take a few deep breaths, connecting with that as you breathe in, expanding your diaphragm, as you breathe out, contracting your diaphragm and start to imagine a really, really beautiful golden crystal in your heart center, just spinning around really slowly. I want you to imagine that this is you. This is the eternal part of you. This is your soul. And as it spins around slowly, really just allow yourself to absorb the goodness and all of the wisdom that is you. And as you're connecting with your breath and really visualizing this beautiful golden crystal, just envelop your entire being. I want you to ask your soul, ask yourself, What wisdom do you have for me that can help me right now? And just allow the answer to come. The second question, what part of me is ready to step forward right now? Don't question, don't second guess. And thirdly, What part of me is ready to emerge? Just keep connecting with your breath. Take a deep breath in and out. And you can come back to this at any time. You can write down these questions and listen to some beautiful music, light a candle, listen to um, some chanting, meditation music, and ask yourself those questions. Okay, tip five. Be authentically you. You know, follow the trail of things that make you happy and lose yourself in the doing. Before long, you'll really find yourself right in the center of your purpose and your passion and the life that you are here to live. Because we really are moving from patriarchy to matriarchy, from force to flow, from masculine to masculine and feminine in balance. As I mentioned, a time when anything that is inauthentic is really falling away and just doesn't stand a chance right now. Perhaps you've even noticed that in your own life, friendships, people that you know you thought that you would be in a relationship with, friends with for a really long time that maybe feel like they're hanging by a thread or you know, 
are just done, you know, because pretending takes a lot of effort and it can be painful. Like change is always painful, especially when the change happens to impact, you know, the foundation below us. But, you know, an analogy that I like to use with clients as well is, you know, babies aren't afraid to shine their light. It's the reason why we are so obsessed with them and we can't take our eyes off them. But then life goes on and we experience all these different things that eventually, ultimately lead us to alter the way that we show ourselves to the world and lead us to, I guess, retract, retract parts of us that aren't accepted or, you know, whatever it might be. This is usually based on a belief that something must be wrong with us. And we start to lose connection with the authentic version of us. So I want you to think back to your childhood. What experiences can you remember that caused you to believe that something was wrong with you? That caused you to believe that your authentic self as you are was not enough. And I want you to journal on that. How old were you? What happened? Who was there? How did it make you feel? And when you've got that memory in your mind, I want you to ask that version of you what they need to hear right now to feel loved and supported and seen and accepted and ultimately worthy. Because that's the reason why we're not living as our own unique, authentic self. That's why we're not being unapologetically ourselves because we are conditioned and things happen in our childhood often, you know, through no fault of other people. You know, a lot of the time it's not intentional. It's just that passing comment by a teacher, you know, that we're a perfectionist or whatever it might be. It can be so small. And then we start to to shine a light on that and we can transmute it into something else. Unless we bring awareness to things, they will, you know, they'll stay there and we can't transmute a particular painful memory into something constructive, into love, into happiness, into joy. And the last tip, number six, is to take your happiness chemicals every day. I know that sounds really weird because I'm not a huge fan of chemicals, uh, but it's a little bit different than what you might think. So I want to start with dopamine. This is your reward chemical. So a couple of ways that you can increase this every day. Self-care, eating food, celebrating little wins throughout the day, completing a task, like tick things off, you know, celebrate when you complete things because that's going to release dopamine, which is a really fun chemical to have every day. The second one, oxytocin. This is the love hormone. There's so many different ways that we can release oxytocin, like holding hands, Hugging, hugging our family, playing with a dog, playing with a baby, playing with kids, giving a compliment to someone. I want you to to bring that into your day. I want you to actually write that on your to-do list. And we have serotonin. This is a mood stabilizer. So a couple of different ways that we can bring this into our everyday life. Running, sun exposure, getting grounded, spending time in nature, swimming, cycling, meditating. Meditating, five minutes of meditation will increase serotonin production, which is so incredible to stabilize mood. And last, endorphins. These are painkillers. So one way, watch a comedy, 
eat some dark chocolate is scientifically proven to increase our endorphins. So hereby give you your permission slip to eat all the dark chocolate. Laughter, exercise, and essential oils, all really great ways to make sure that you take your happiness chemicals every day. Okay, that is it from me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was really, I was really feeling called to to record it today. It's nice and short. Uh, and yeah, let me know how you go. Come and send me a message on Instagram at the Come Compound. Let me know what you think of this podcast episode. Make sure you send me a DM if you would like to join the Calm Society because doors close tonight at 8 p.m. And we only open every few months. So I would love to see you in there. I would love to get to know you. would love to do some coaching. And yeah, have a really beautiful day. Bye. Mwah. Thanks for joining us this week on the All That Jazz podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thecalmcompound.com.au where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a review and or a rating on iTunes. Or if you just want to tell a friend about the show, that's great too. It all counts. If you liked this episode and want to deep dive on this particular topic, then you might want to check out my coaching options. Just head to my website, click on work with me and follow the prompts. Thanks again for listening. And I hope this episode has inspired you to take some spiritually aligned action in the direction of your best life. Thanks guys.